It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Happy Wednesday to you. It's time for our comprehensive primer on the Bills Week 10 matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. Always love doing this, love studying these teams and breaking them down and getting you familiar with what the challenges ahead are for our Buffalo Bills on Sunday. So let's start with the nuts and bolts like we always do. The Bills will travel to the Arizona Cardinals in Week 10. The game will be played on Sunday, November 15th at 4.05 p.m. at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. The game will be broadcasted on CBS Ian Eagle is on the play-by-play. Charles Davis is the game analyst. And Evan Washburn is the sideline reporter. That's one of my favorite broadcast combinations in football. So I think you'll be really pleased with how Charles Davis commentates on this contest. The teams have met 11 times previously. And the Bills are 7-4 and all-time against the Cardinals the last meeting was in 2016 when the Bills won 33-18. to To give you some memories about that game, Tyrod Taylor was 14-25 for 119 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. LaShawn McCoy had 17 carries for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Stephon Gilmore intercepted Cardinals quarterback Carson Palmer twice, and the Bills had four total interceptions to go with five sacks. Lorenzo Alexander, Kyle Williams, Jerry Hughes, and Corey Graham collected the sacks in this game. Back to this year, the Bills enter this game at 7-2. They're in first place in the AFC East and third place in the AFC playoff standings. The Arizona Cardinals are 5-3, second in the NFC West, and currently hold the sixth seed in the NFC playoffs. Cardinals are coming off of a 34-31 loss to the Miami Dolphins last week. 
Before that, they were on a three-game winning streak where they claimed wins over the Jets, Cowboys, and Seahawks. Their two losses, the other two losses that they have, in addition to the Dolphins, are against the Lions and the Panthers. So they've lost to some below-average opponents. Head coach of this football team is Cliff Kingsbury, 41 years old. He's in his second season as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He has an overall record of 10-13-1. As the head coach of the Cardinals, he was 5-10-1 his first season, 5-3 so far this year. But I'm going to go in on Cliff Kingsbury here a little bit. Things look okay so far this year. They're 5-3. They're playing pretty good football. But I think Kingsbury is extremely unqualified for the position he holds, and it was a totally bizarre hire by the Arizona Cardinals. Let's look at this guy's resume. So he was a quarterback, a college quarterback at Texas Tech, where he was crazy productive. He was the third player in college football history to throw for over 10,000 yards and complete over 1,000 passes. He goes on to be a six-round pick by the New England Patriots in 2003, spent his entire rookie season on injured reserve, but he did get a Super Bowl ring for being on that roster. He was on the Saints practice squad in 2004, spent a couple weeks on the Broncos practice squad in 2005, but then he was signed to the Jets' active roster for the 2005 season. His last stop in the NFL came with the Buffalo Bills, where he was on the roster uh, for training camp in 2006, but that was it. He wound up spending 2006 with NFL Europe, 2007 in the CFL, and then he got an opportunity to be a college coach. He was the uh, a quality control coach at the University of Houston in 2008 and 2009. He became the uh, offensive coordinator at Houston 2010, 11, and 12, and then he spent a year with Texas A&M as their offensive coordinator. Then finally he gets his, his big dream gig, right? He gets to go be the head coach at Texas Tech, where he was a legendary quarterback, a super productive quarterback. So he holds this position from 2013 to 2018. For his career at Texas Tech, 35-40 and 40 was his record. He's coaching in the Big 12. He never finished higher than fifth in the Big 12. He gets fired, right? He's a legend at Texas Tech, and he gets fired because he's not very effective as a head coach. What does he do after he gets fired, after not being able to win in college? Gets hired by the Arizona Cardinals to be their head football coach. Back at Texas Tech, keep in mind he had Baker Mayfield, he had Davis Webb, he had Patrick Mahomes. He couldn't win with NFL quarterbacks at Texas Tech. But here he is, NFL head coach. I'm not saying it can't work out, right? But my goodness, I've never seen somebody less qualified to to be an NFL head coach than Cliff Kingsbury. But here we are. They're five and three. And uh, you know, look, if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. So we'll see. But I just I still can't believe they hired this guy. Let's uh focus back here. For his career, he's challenged six plays. Three of those have been overturned. And then one other note I want to mention is that the Cardinals have the second most penalties in the league with 62, and that's especially bad when you consider they've already had their bye week, so they've only played eight games. A lot of the league has played nine games, and their second most penalties called against them with 62. Of course, though, the Bills are not much better with 59 penalties called against them. That's 29th in the NFL. Let's talk about this quarterback, Kyler 
Murray, 5'10", 207 pounds. He's 23 years old, the number one overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. In 16 starts as a rookie, he completed 64.4% of his passes, averaged 232 passing yards per game with 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, that's 6.9 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 87.4. As a rookie, he ran the football 93 times for 544 yards and four touchdowns. In eight starts so far in 2020, he's completing 68% of his passes, 266 yards per game, 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 7.6 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 99.3. So really good growth across the board when it comes to his statistical production. From a rushing standpoint, he is running the football a ton. He already has 76 rushes for 543 yards and eight touchdowns in eight games. Of those 76 rushes, 50 of those were designed runs, 26 were scrambles. He's the leading rusher on the team with 543 yards. He has 23 carries for at least 10 yards gained, and he has 34 first downs as a runner on pace for almost 1,100 rushing yards. Big part of what he does. So you got to account for him as a runner. Now let's talk about him more as a passer. As a vertical passer, 11.1% of his attempts are targeted at least 20 yards down the field. That is 19th in the NFL. He's very good when he launches the ball down the field. He's 14 to 31, 529 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 131.4. That passer rating on deep throws is fourth best in the NFL. So he's a very good deep ball thrower. Uh, He averages 8.5 intended air yards per attempt. That is uh, pretty high. Uh, To give you some other quarterbacks, to give you a reference point, Josh Allen is 8.6 intended air yards per attempt. Patrick Mahomes, 8.2. And Justin Herbert, 8.2 as well. 79.6% of his throws are on target. That is eighth best in the NFL. So a pretty accurate passer. By the way, I do want to mention Josh Allen is at 81.4% of his attempts that are on target, which is third best in the NFL. So your Josh Allen is inaccurate. Takes are inaccurate. When it comes to RPOs, it's a big part of this Cardinals offense. They have run 82 RPO plays this year, second most in the NFL. 30.4% of Kyler Murray passes are play action passes. That's the 11th most in the NFL. His splits, though, his his what he does in terms of production with and without play action, very close. Not even worth mentioning. He's very effective with play action and without play action. His average time to throw is 2.74 seconds, which is about middle of the pack. Not a guy that gets the ball out of his hands overly quick, um, but he doesn't hold on to it forever either. In fact, 50.6% of the time this year, he gets the ball out in under two and a half seconds. 49.4% of the time, he holds on to it for more than two and a half seconds. So, you know, he doesn't really swing the pendulum either way when it comes to getting it out quick and then holding on to it for a bit longer. Now, when you compare his splits when he gets it out in two and a half or less or he holds on to it for more than two and a half seconds, there's a slight dip in completion percentage, but that's about it. It's very similar when you compare the production. No major swings when he gets it out quick or holds on to the ball a bit longer. 
So far this year, he's facing pressure on 16.3% of his dropbacks. That is 28th in the NFL. So he has not seen much pressure this year, but when he does, he is not very effective. So let's look at it. Let's look at that split for when he's kept clean versus when he is pressured. When he's kept clean, he completes 73.8% of his passes, 8 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 113.4 when he's pressured. His completion percentage is 44.4%, yards per attempt is 5.9, and his passer rating is 40.6. He's got to get pressure on Kyler Murray. But I want to give you some thoughts here from watching his film. This is a player that wants chaos. He invites chaos. He wants quick chaos. Don't give it to him. This is not a week to blitz a bunch. You got to get to him with organic pass rush and be disciplined with your pass rush lanes because this is a guy that's very effective scrambling with the ball. I recommend playing zone coverage behind it and stay disciplined with your coverage spacing. So not only is it the most effective style of coverage for Kyler Murray, but also when you're in zone coverage, you have eyes in the backfield, which are going to be <laughs> really going to be necessary this week given the the talented runner that Kyler Murray is. His worst game this year was against the Carolina Panthers. They blitzed him five times that game. That's it, only five times. What happened on those five plays? He completed four out of five passes with two touchdowns. Last week against the Dolphins, Miami gave him a ton of man coverage and a ton of blitzes. When he was blitzed against Miami last week, he completed 12 of 16 passes for 205 yards and three touchdowns. When they didn't blitz him, 9 of 10 for 78 yards. You want to force him to play within the structure of the offense. He wants some bullets flying at him. Don't give it to him. Don't give him the chaos that he invites. You want to make Kyler Murray play within the structure of the offense. Whenever you're away from home taking a family road trip or getting some outdoor adventures, you need a plan for the safety of you and your family. Taser gives you the tools that you need to protect yourself safely. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or purse, yet they're powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns carry unnecessary risks for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker, and it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and emergency dispatch, which will send response teams to your GPS location upon firing. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with a Taser network of device, product, their apps, and their personnel. You can protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code NFL. Save 15% now at taser.com promo code NFL. Spelled T-A-S-E-R dot com, promo code NFL. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The offensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals is Cliff Kingsbury. Talked all about him already here on this podcast. So let's talk about how good his offenses have been last year. In 2019, they were 21st in yards and 16th in scoring. So far this year, they're averaging 29 points per game. That is sixth best in the NFL, converting 43.4% of their third downs. That's 13th best in the NFL. Getting 422 total yards per game. That is first in the NFL. 163 rushing yards per game. That is second best in the NFL. And 259 passing yards per game, which is 12th best in the NFL. Let's talk about their weapons. Number one receiver, most targeted guy on the team, DeAndre Hopkins. They got him from the Houston Texans. He's on pace for 1,400 yards this season. So he's picked up right where he's always been and providing Kyler Murray with a true number one wide receiver. Second most targeted guy in the offense is Larry Fitzgerald. You guys know him. He's been in the league forever. He's been targeted 42 times this year. He's not the same type of player that he's always been. He's only averaging like 7.9 yards per catch, um, but he's still sure-handed. He's a guy that is a possession-style receiver, plays a lot in the slot, and um, you know, you're know you not going to be nervous about him really getting down the field on you, but you do need to respect his ability to catch the football and his savviness as a an overall technician at the position. Christian Kirk is their third receiver, 35 targets this year. He's a guy that I really respect a lot of his game. Uh, Pretty dynamic in terms of athleticism. Good after the catch. He can get down the field. He's probably the most um, explosive receiver that they have. You know, even with Hopkins. Hopkins is a great player, but he's not necessarily known for his explosiveness and his, you know, his athletic profile. He's a guy that's amazing at the catch point and runs good routes and has terrific hands and ball skills, but he's not necessarily a guy that is overly athletic. And then Andy Isabella is their fourth guy. Um, he's got a ton of speed, but he's super inconsistent with his hands. I'm not sure how much he'll be featured, but he's a guy you need to account for. I, I'd liken him to Isaiah McKenzie in the Bills offense, where you know there's some times where he gets sprinkled in a little bit and makes some plays, but overall, you know, kind of a non-factor. At tight end, uh, Dan Arnold is their tight end so far in eight games this year. He has 12 catches for 170 yards. Now, you know, just a, a very ordinary player. A jag, if you will. I told you guys about that term. A jag means just a guy. At running back, this is interesting because we're talking about the number two rushing offense in the NFL. It's not really about their running backs. Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake are their top two running backs. Kenyon Drake would be their their guy, but he's day-to-day with an ankle injury he missed last week against the Dolphins. Not sure what his availability for Sunday is going to be. You guys know Kenyon Drake. He played for the Dolphins for a while. He's a, a hard runner. He's got active feet, but you know, overall, I don't think he's one of the better running backs in the NFL, and neither is Chase Edmonds. These guys are very ordinary when it comes to running backs. 
their rushing attack is Kyler Murray. This dude leads the team with 543 yards. Like I said earlier, he's ripping off chunks, right? He's got uh, 23 rushes on the season so far that went for at least 10 yards. And then, you know, he's gained 34 first downs as a runner. So you, you look, it's, it's about the running backs. You need to account for them, but it's what they do with Kyler. And he has a lot of design runs. Again, 50 of his 76 runs this year were design runs. So that's going to be part of what they do, and it's very effective for them. Like I said, 1,100 yards he's on pace for this year, so you got to figure out how to stop a really, really athletic and dynamic runner in Kyler Murray. Their offensive line is extremely average. Um, I, I, I would go through each one of their starters and say that's an average player, so let's talk about them real quick. Their left tackle is DJ Humphreys. He just signed an extension with them, a former first-round pick. He's athletic, but a very average player. Their left guard is Justin Pugh. Their uh, center is Mason Cole. Their right guard is Justin Murray. Their right tackle is Kelvin Beecham. None of these guys are road graders or overly dynamic. It's just a, a solid overall group that is pretty average across the board. I don't think they have any upper echelon blockers, and I don't think any of them are overly poor when it comes to identifying a true weak link with the Cardinals' offensive line. They've given up 11 sacks this season. Seven of those have been charged to Kyler Murray. So, Kyler, like I said, he invites that chaos, and sometimes he holds on to the ball for longer than he needs to. That was a big problem as a rookie, um, but he's made some improvements this year. But again, I mean, I think that statistic tells a story. 11 sacks given up this year, seven are the responsibility of Kyler Murray. So what are the keys here when it comes to playing this Cardinals offense for the Buffalo Bills? Some of this I already mentioned when I when I finished up talking about Kyler Murray, but play zone coverage. Be disciplined in your rush lanes and don't give Kyler the chaos he wants and force him to play within structure. Don't let him improvise and pick up chunks uh, because you weren't disciplined and you sent pressure at him that wasn't disciplined to break down and, uh, and, and, and finish him, right? He's very elusive, he's very slippery, and he's very quick, very twitched up. Number two, you have to account for Kyler Murray in the run game. The Bills haven't really played a quarterback like this. Maybe, you know, Cam Newton a little bit, but they didn't run. They didn't run Cam that much against the Bills. I mean, this is this is a, a team like it's a it's a big part of what they do. You know, it, it's not scrambles. They literally design run plays for Kyler Murray. He's pretty creative. There'll be times where you know he'll take a shotgun snap and just take off, right? Attack the C gap, and you know they'll do quarterback power. They'll do all kinds of stuff. So you better have a plan for stopping Kyler Murray in the run game. And then number three. When you look at their weapons, the difference maker that they have is DeAndre Hopkins, right? One of the best receivers in the game. And this is one of those games where you look at Trey White and say, brother, we made you the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, right? I know that's since been changed by other guys that have signed deals, but you know, you're a former all pro. This is this is one of those games where it's you gotta you gotta man up and play Hopkins in in neutralize him to an extent. We know Hopkins is going to make his plays. That's fine. It's expected. But contain him the best you can. Don't let Hopkins take over the game um, and be the reason that you lose. And I think, obviously, Trey White's the guy that you identify and say, we need you because I think the rest of their weapons don't scare me too much, right? It's Kyler Murray, who's a really dynamic quarterback, and they have Hopkins, and then they have a bunch of guys. Account for Kyler, account for Nuke. Nuke Hopkins is his nickname, just in case you didn't know. DeAndre Hopkins' nickname is Nuke. 
Need to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the world. There's 18 amazing flavors that you guys can try, but there's six new flavors that have been recently launched. Those are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, which is delicious, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, which is probably my favorite, carrot cake and apple almond crisp. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they are great for anyone who is health conscious, whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you got to try Built Bar. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone on the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals is Vance Joseph. He's 48 years old. He's in his second season as the defensive coordinator in Arizona. For his career, he has three seasons as an NFL DC and two as a head coach. He was a head coach of the Broncos in 2017 and 2018, where he compiled an 11-21 and record before getting fired. And then prior to that, he was the Dolphins defensive coordinator in 2016. Prior to that, he was a defensive backs coach in the NFL from 2005 to 2015, where he had time spent with the 49ers, Texans, and Bengals. He's had very poor results as an NFL defensive coordinator so far. In his one season in Miami, the Dolphins were 29th in total defense in 2016. The Cardinals last year were 32nd in in total defense. So, look, he's not been great when it comes to coaching uh, defenses as the defensive coordinator. So far in 2020, they're doing a little bit better. They're giving up 22.5 points per game. That's eighth best in the NFL. They give up 370 yards per game. That is 19th in the NFL. 126 rushing yards per game. That's 22nd in the NFL. 244 passing yards per game. That is 19th in the NFL. Let me give you some notes here about this defense. They blitz on 40% of passing attempts that they've faced this year. That is fifth most in the NFL. So they are going to send pressure. They have missed 63 tackles on the year. That is one more than the Bills and one less game played. So if you think the Bills are a bad tackling defense, so too are the Arizona Cardinals. They've given up 1,100 yards after the catch this season. That is sixth most in the NFL. They're giving up 4.6 rushing yards per attempt this year. That is eighth worst in the NFL. They have a very good red zone defense. They've only given up a touchdown 50% of the time when the opposition reaches the red zone this year. That's third best in the NFL and they force a takeaway on 10.7% of drives. That is 16th in the NFL. Let's look at their personnel. On the defensive line, you're going to see Corey Peters, Jordan Phillips, you guys know him, Angelo Blackson, and Leke Fotu. Um, I think it's a very bad group of defensive tackles. Their best player there is Corey Peters, um, who is more of a run stuffer that has actually been okay as a pass rusher this year, but he has not typically been that. 
I think collectively it's a very below average group of defensive defensive tackles. On the edge, you're going to see Hassan Reddick, uh, who's a former first-round pick of them, that they're giving him some chances to rush the passers, and he's very athletic. He's not a guy that has played well when they've asked him to play middle linebacker, but when they get him out on the edge and ask him to rush the passer, he's fairly effective. Marcus Golden is another one of their edge rushers, an experienced veteran, not overly athletic, but he's uh, a guy that knows how to take good angles to the quarterback. He has good technique and he has good power. And then you could see some Kylie Fitz in this game, who's um, he's an interesting player that scouted him at Utah, and I thought he had good tape. He's just he was an older prospect, um, but I thought he had good technique and I thought he was really flexible and really powerful. But he's not been overly productive yet, but he's been getting some run lately. Here's the deal, though. Devin Kennard is probably their best edge defender. Uh, He missed last week with COVID. I don't know if he's going to be available or not, but uh, he would be their best edge player if he was available. He's not a difference maker. He's not a guy that you got to like lose sleep over, but he's a serviceable NFL edge defender. At linebacker, their main two guys are Devondre Campbell and Jordan Hicks. Uh, Devondre Campbell's their downhill guy, guy that gives them some size and physicality in the middle of their defense. Jordan Hick, Hicks gives them some range, uh, and he's their matchup type linebacker. Their first round pick was Isaiah Simmons. They took him in the top ten. He's not played a ton this year. He got some more run last week against Miami, but uh, you know, all in all, he's not been a big part of what they've done. At cornerback, a ton of question marks here. Patrick Peterson will be available. He's not necessarily having a great year. In fact, an Arizona Cardinals fan uh, was in my mentions on Twitter recently and said that he's lost two steps this year. I don't think he's been that bad, but it's not the same dominant, like best corner in the league type player as he's been in the past. Now their CB2, the guy they want to play there is Dre Kirkpatrick. He missed last week and he's day-to-day with a thigh injury. Don't know if he's going to be available. Uh, Former longtime Cincinnati Bengal. I think he's at least a serviceable NFL corner, not an upper echelon player, but uh, would be an upgrade over the other guys that they have. Now, the other corner that they like to play is Byron Murphy. He missed last week with COVID as well. I don't know if he's going to be available this week. Um, he's been an up-and-down player. He's He was a high pick a couple of years ago out of Washington. I really like this tape. He's a good man coverage corner. He's not been super consistent in the NFL, but I think he has talent. So, look, I I mean, you're going to get Pat Pete, but I don't know about Kirkpatrick and Murphy, so you could see guys like Jace Whitaker, Devontae Bosby, and Kevin Peterson who are all replacement-level players. So you can't – if you're a Cardinals fan, you can't feel really good about what they have going on at cornerback right now. At safety, they got one of the best in the game, Buda Baker. That dude is a stud. You're going to love watching this guy play. Not necessarily against the Bills, but you'll notice him. You'll feel him. He's everywhere. He flies around the field. He is – an elite competitor. The way he attacks the football, he does it with urgency. He takes good angles. He's a good athlete. And when you see this pesky dude just flying around the field on Sunday, you'll you'll know who Buda Baker is. You'll feel him when you when you watch him play. The other safety that they have is Jalen Thompson, who's is an average player. So look, when you look at this personnel on defense, their dude, their difference maker, their best player is Buda Baker. You know, Patrick Peterson, still a guy with a lot of history in the league, but. It, in totality, this personnel, you're not going to lose much sleep over. You got to respect them. You got to respect every opponent. But I think in totality, the collective talent that Arizona has on defense is pretty below average. So what are my keys for the Bills against this Cardinals defense? Number one, I wrote down, believe it or not, run it a little bit. 
I don't think the Bills should be a run-heavy team this week at all. But if there ever was a week to get it going a little bit, I think this wouldn't be a bad game to try it out and see where you stand. Um, like I said, I think the Bills have to find their run game a little bit because late in the season, it's just part of what happens in the NFL. You have to be able to run the football. This would be a good week to showcase it and work on your design and and, and see if you can find some some effective runs. But again, it shouldn't be an overly big emphasis. I still want at least a 60-40 pass run split. Uh, number two, I wrote down, force them to tackle on the perimeter. This is a bad tackling defense, and they've given up a ton of yards after the catch. So get your wide, rec- wide receiver screen game going a little bit. Get your running backs go- going in the screen game a little bit. This team likes to blitz, right? Use that against them and uh, screen them a little bit. Don't be afraid of the quick passing game this week. And then the last thing I wrote down is just let Josh be Josh. There's, there's nothing about this Cardinals defense from a scheme perspective or from a talent perspective that anybody should be losing sleep over. Again, you got to respect every opponent. I, I really believe that. I'm not trying to send the wrong message here. But it, it, to me, you have one of the budding stars at quarterback in the NFL and Josh Allen who's coming off maybe his best game ever. Let him go do what he does. Talk to him. Say, what passing concepts do you like? Go run it and let him dice up this football team. Let Josh be Josh. Real quick on their specialists, their kicker is Zane Gonzalez. He's in his third season in the NFL. For his career, he's made 66 of 84 field goals. That's a percentage of 78%. That's that's below average. So far this year, he's 11 of 15, and um, that's a percentage of 73.3%. In fact, last week, he had a chance at a game-tying field goal against the Miami Dolphins from 49 yards at home indoors in Arizona. He left it short. Still mad at him for that. But, uh, look, I don't. he's not automatic. That's what I'll say about Zane Gonzalez. Their punter is Andy Lee. He's been in the league forever. Uh, he's been a punter since 2004, not necessarily in Arizona, but he's been in the league as somebody's punter since 2004. Not having a good year, though, uh, averaging 43 yards per punt. 39 is his net average, and his hang time is 4.22. Those are all like career worsts for him. The returners are Chase Edmonds, who handles the kick return duties. He's averaging 23 yards per return this year. And their punt returner is Christian Kirk. He's not having a good year so far, averaging just 2.8 yards per punt return for his career, 37 returns with an average of 16, 6.2 yards. So he's not been a super effective punt returner so far in his career. Tomorrow is going to be our crossover discussion with Lockdown Cardinals. Friday will be our leftover thoughts. We'll talk to banged up bills. I'll give you some NFL draft prospects to watch. And of course my predictions. So that's what you have to look forward to on the podcast. Don't miss it. I invite you to, to hit that subscribe button, tell a friend, share the podcast on social media. If you can, that's really, really appreciated. I do appreciate you so much for listening to this podcast. If you get a chance to leave a rating and a review, that would be awesome as well. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.